You are listening to the Balkan Bread Podcast. This is a podcast created to connect diaspora worldwide by sharing each other's stories. Hi guys, and welcome to the very first episode of the Dating Diaspora series, where we bring couples on the show and find out how their nationalities affect their relationships. So today we are going to be hearing from two different couples. So the first couple is Layla and Armin, who are both of the same nationality. And after their segment, we are going to hear from Isla and Stefan, who are different nationalities. So um, we're both Bosnian. Uh, We come from different sides of Bosnia. I'm towards um, the Croatia side on uh, like Bihać. And then uh, Armin's from Butchko. So we're on completely opposite ends. But we actually met in Georgia about almost four years ago now through his cousin on a blind date. And it was so romantic. It was at a bowling alley and chick-fil-a in snellville so basically we kind of like love at first sight and after we met uh thanksgiving about four years ago we kind of just kicked it off and then it was a long distance relationship for about five to six months but armin visited every month or so from michigan and then he and his family eventually moved down to georgia and we've still dated ever since and haven't had any issues. Yeah, no, that's awesome. So the longest that you guys were apart was those five months or was it like a longer period? Um, I mean, he would come visit every couple, like every couple of weeks, but uh. we didn't see each other like consistently. So he would only come for like 48 hours. And it was like a last minute thing. You would always get like the last flight out or anything like that. But I mean, it was still pretty hard because we were both in college. And so like conflicting schedules and then work schedules. So whenever he came over, like I would have to call out of work to be able to just see him. And it was tough being long distance for a while. But now now that we are like 10 minutes apart from each other we see each other almost like every day yeah I think that's yeah that's awesome that it worked out that way and I think the whole long distance thing is something that a lot of people have had to deal with or are going through even right now especially with you know if you're wanting to date someone that's from the same culture as you you know they probably I mean if you're lucky they live in your city but a lot of the times what will happen is, especially I know down here, whenever we have like Bosnian concerts or different events and things like that, I feel like that's the stereotypical just like mingling session. And that's where like a lot of people will meet each other and meet people that they might want to date, but they're usually living in a different state. And I think it's really hard to keep that relationship going but obviously if it is something that you know where you guys do see a future together then it can definitely work so I think that's awesome and I'm really glad that you guys ended up um, living closer to each other I think that's awesome so I guess let's just dive right into what everyone wants to know (laughs) so (laughs) 
basically, I'm going to be going into the questions that are talking all about nationality. And I know so many people have different opinions on this thing. I just want to throw it out there. Um, Obviously, before we get into this, not trying to, um, I guess, offend anyone or anything like that. We're just talking about it. And this is just a safe space to kind of share our opinions on it. So, what are your views on nationalities and in the terms of how they have an impact on the success of your relationship? Um, I think that it's helpful being the same nationality just because like later on in life, like once marriage and children come along, it helps establish like a ground for everyone because you have the same views I think like it's always good to have different opposing views but having different cultures that control your views can definitely impact your relationship and because Armin and I are so alike in that culture um, it definitely helps as far as like we obviously don't have children right now but I think it'll help eventually Uh, Right now, as far as like what our relationship goes, I think it definitely helps because like we when we talk about our future together, we talk about the same lifestyle that we want to have. We want to be able to uh, travel around Europe and like all of that stuff that everyone wants eventually. But we we talk about eventually going back to Europe and having a life there because in America, you're too foreign but then in Bosnia you're too Americanized so it's like where do you find that happy medium but I mean I personally think that I'm not like a hundred percent Bosnian I'm like 90 (laughs) percent because there's definitely things where I'm way more Americanized on whereas like Armin is more Bosnian than I am I guess like He's a little bit more down to the roots, whereas I wasn't so connected when I first started growing up here. And I think that's what kind of set up set us apart initially. But it grew us back together, I think, because it helped me realize like, oh, man, I really do like my culture and everything that it comes with. Yeah, I think that's super valid, especially what you were saying. And I think a lot of people have this, um, I don't know, like fear and they probably don't vocalize it but um no matter like what nationality you are like for us it's we feel that oh gosh like am I Bosnian enough like am I yeah am I too American am I this am I that and I think it's not really something that's going to go away like you're always going to have that you know part in your identity no matter where you live it's not something that you can escape like it's in your name like you can't just like yeah ignore that part of your culture and luckily I think a lot of people especially like here in our community they're a lot more um just receptive to it and they really do respect where they come from so I think it's really good when that can translate into a relationship as well so I guess Armin do you have anything that you want to add or did Layla pretty much summarize it for you um well she hit all the key points but um on the topic of if it makes it easier in the relationship it definitely makes it easier like if you see a future um but I think it mostly depends on what your uh, family life is like, because in my opinion, I think no matter what race, ethnicity you are, um, it goes back to like your family. So let's say if I, I'm Bosnian, so like obviously it was easier on my family and me if I brought home 
another Bosnian as opposed to a different race. Not saying that that different race wouldn't be accepted in the relationship, but it's just easier on everybody around because so many uh, parents that are from the diaspora, they have that problem of, of that language barrier. And so when you bring home someone with that same, same culture, same ethnic background as you, it's easier for them to communicate and it's easier for them to make bonds and it's easier for the, there not to be any like headbutting in the relationship between uh, either family or the um, partner in the family. So it, it does make it easier in the long run, but in the short run, I don't really think it has that much effect on it. Right. No, that's completely true. 100%. Because I think if you aren't speaking the language or if you're not understanding the traditional things, then it just is, it's, it's almost awkward in a sense, because it's like, okay, you know, you relate to this person, but it's like, do they really, are they really someone that you see a future with? And for us, I think family is so important and getting their, you know, seal of approval is something that everyone wants. So it can be extremely difficult if they're not of that same um, culture. Now, I also wanted to ask, I don't know if this has any factor um, with you guys, but I have heard from other Bosnians and just like in general that, (laughs) or I saw this joke somewhere, it was probably on Twitter or something, and it was basically like, okay, so I finally found, you know, this Bosnian guy that I want to date, and then once I do find him, he's from like the wrong part of Bosna or something like that, so what are your guys' thoughts on that? Because I know Layla said she's from... um, the other part of Bosnia, like towards Croatia, and then you're from Birchko. So did that have any, like, I guess, influence on the relationship? Did it not really matter? Or do you guys have, like, different things that you joke about because of that? Um, well, I we mean, it doesn't joke, really, yeah. we definitely <laughs> joke, but I mean, I don't think it, like, affects the relationship. Got like, there's certain things that, like, she does differently and that I do differently just because we're from two parts of it. Like, in Birchko, we say, yeah, but in in Bihaj, they say kruk. And uh, we say oblatne in Bershko, but they say oblande. Yeah. We say mohune, but they say mahune. Oh, so it's just like small like, little yeah, yeah, that's- jokes and stuff like that. That just like, yeah. But I mean, other than that, I mean, um, we're all from the same area. I, I understand what people say when you come from the wrong side of Bosnia. <laughs> um, and that's just from the conflict that we had a long time ago in, in, in the country, in the region. Um, but other than that, I mean, I don't really think it has too much to play on where you come from. But then again, it all goes back to your family. Like if your family has some sort of negative ties to a particular part of Bosnia, obviously they're going to they're gonna try and yeah. pull you away from that, that other part. Yeah, I know that does make sense. And I think where I've heard it from too is just like more so older generations. And maybe it was like my parents too, jokingly, of course. Like my whole family's from Herzegovina. So it's always like the stereotypical, like, oh, we want to date someone from Herzegovina. And I'm like, that's yeah. difficult. Like I'm trying. Like anyway, so, um, but yeah, thank you for your input on that. So what dating advice would you give to diaspora? Um, uh, communicate. Communicate, definitely. <laughs> uh, be accepting of no matter what culture it is. If you like that person, learn more about their culture. Don't let it just be one-sided. And if you guys are the same culture, um, just try and enjoy your culture together. Yeah. I'm not saying you have to you have to go back to the old type of old school stuff, but I'm just saying, you know, enjoy the music together. Listen to the music. Talk about various places that uh, your nation and culture have to offer that you can visit together, that you can talk about. Just respect each other's cultures. 
And I mean, other than that, I mean, it's just basic dating stuff, you know. And then visit the homeland together. Show each other. (laughs) Show each other your your, your respective sides, I guess. Yeah. Thank you guys for continuing to listen to this episode. For this next segment, I would like to bring on another couple who is going to talk a little bit more about their dating experiences. So without further ado, I would like to welcome Isla and Stefan, and they're going to be talking to you guys a little bit more about their relationship, their whole love story, how they met, that kind of thing. So I guess the first question that I'd like to ask you guys is, what nationality are you? So I am Bosnian. My family is from Sarajevo, and I grew up in Shibani, Croatia, where my father was stationed. He was um, a commander for the former Yugoslavian Navy, and we moved to Erie, Pennsylvania in 1995, June 1995. And I'm born and raised in Austria, in the south of Austria, right next to the Italian and Slovenian border. Okay, awesome. Well, that's really cool. And I think you guys are actually the first couple that we're going to feature that are from um, different countries. So not just like within the Balkans, but with throughout Europe, which is awesome. So could you go into a little bit more? How did you guys meet for the first time? Um, okay, that is, a, that is a long story, actually. Um, I was in the Austrian Olympic bobsleigh team, and my wife, Isla, uh, was in the American bobsleigh team, and we met in Germany, Altenberg. Um, yeah, so Stefan and I were both competing um, for bobsled. It was, it's kind of a random sport, but um, Stefan had played professional uh, American football in Europe, and I had done uh, track and field at a Division One school and had gotten recruited. We both got recruited from our respective countries um, and had to kind of compete and make the teams, which we did. And it was January 3rd, 2015, um, that the World Cup circuit began in Altenburg, Germany, which is a very, very small town in eastern Germany. And we just happened to be at the same hotel. Our teams had um, both chosen the same hotel and the Wi-Fi was pretty terrible. So pretty much all of the athletes were in the lobby of the hotel where reception was the best. And they had a foosball table and some other games and kind of a sitting area. So we all started interacting and Um, he actually, their team wanted to play foosball, but they were missing a couple players. So they asked me and my teammate Sherelle to join them. And we said, you know, we will, but we're pretty terrible at foosball. And while we were playing, I thought I heard Stefan say, (laughs) and I was very confused as to what was happening. Um, and thought I was going crazy because there was no way that an Austrian guy in the middle of Germany was speaking Bosnian to me. But that was happening, um, and I wasn't crazy. But that's ultimately how we met and where our interaction started. That's a really sweet story. I think that's so funny. And I think it's cool how you guys both kind of met within that similar interest. I mean, you were both Olympic athletes. Like, that's pretty insane. And that's awesome. Are you guys, I guess you're not still competing in the sport, are you? 
Now, I retired after the last Olympics in Pyeongchang, South Korea in March, and then came almost straight to um, Philadelphia. Yeah. Where we live. Yeah. Where we live right now. I had competed for the um, 2014, 2015 season, and then I got injured. So I stopped competing and decided to um, start working. I'm a lawyer. So I felt like a piece of me was kind of missing in the process of competing. But Stefan did um, compete in Pyeongchang, South Korea, these last Olympics. So from the time that I had stopped competing until March of this year, we had actually spent the entire time apart and were traveling back and forth internationally to make sure that we had enough time with each other. Yeah, no, that's amazing. That's awesome. And I think it's, like I said, it's cool how you guys met for that fact. And it's cool how that kind of brought you closer together. So I guess let's jump into a little bit more of the nitty gritty stuff that I'm sure people listening want to know a little bit more about. So the first thing being, um, do you believe that nationalities have an impact on the overall success of a relationship? Okay, so Stefan and I have actually talked about this after you sent your questions, okay. and we actually differ on this. So we're both going to have some answers. Um, I am of the camp that does not believe nationalities have an impact on the success of a relationship. Um, I think that there are many marriages and relationships that I have seen fail in Bosnian communities, despite people being of the same background. And I can say the same for, um, American relationships that I'm aware of or people of differing backgrounds. So I don't necessarily contribute nationality to be, um, kind of the determining variable of the success of a relationship. I think that people have innate characteristics and things that they value and respect, whether it's from seeing their parents together still or having to go through um, the difficult process of having parents get divorced. And so um, to me, I think that we all bring something different to a relationship and it is definitely put to the test. Now, I, I do think that nationalities sometimes influence or challenge people in the sense that you have to work a little harder. I think if you're a different nationality, because you do have to bridge the gap between um, the different cultures, different languages, different traditions. So I do think that you have to put in a little bit more effort and understanding and be open if you are of a different nationality but and willing to integrate. But I don't think that it is going to be the one factor that really um, solidifies whether a relationship succeeds or fails. Okay, I think differently, actually. So I agree with, with Isla when she says that like national, she has seen Bosnia, in the Bosnian community how relationships and marriages failed. I saw the same in Austria. Obviously, it happens everywhere, but I just think it's harder if you're from a different, like even a different, I mean, Isla grew up in, like until she was six, she grew up in Bosnia, but she also lived in a different, like live on a different continent. So 
I feel like it's there were a lot of people that would tell you, okay, like that's not gonna work. Like, what are you doing? It's easier to get married at the same place in Austria, like for because in the Austrian, in Austrian families, everyone kind of lives together, so everyone is within like let's say twenty, thirty kilometers from each other. So you see your grandparents every evening. You are like once a week. You every weekend you see your the rest of your family all the time. But when you move to a different continent, that's not working anymore. Also, it's not just different nationality, also different religion that also like can be an issue. I mean, my parents are pretty open and they're not that religious, so they didn't care. But I saw other families in Austria, especially where that was a big issue. And when a lot of people tell you that's not working, like you shouldn't do that. You should marry some people, take that seriously and then just don't do it. So I really think that this also diff- there were different different lifestyles, different um how is it? like it's just i think it it could be an issue depending on your family but there can be a lot of issues cultural difference issues and i do i do just want to add one thing that you know i have a number of bosnian friends um and people that i really care about and i think that it is hard because i think there are many parents whether correct or incorrect, you know, I'm not going to judge what their wants and desires are for their children. But what I have seen is that there are very strict lines that are drawn in the sand of the expectation that their child will marry another Bosnian person. And I think that that has either caused a lot of tension because their children maybe are dating somebody who's not Bosnian and that person's not really accepted by their family, which causes really a lot of stress in a person's life because you can't really control who you care about and who you love. And if you value and respect that person and, you know, have a very positive and nurturing relationship with them and could see a future with them, it can put a lot of pressure on a person. And ultimately, Um, could either destroy their relationship with their family or could destroy the relationship with their significant other that they truly care about. So I think that it is really, really challenging, at least from my uh, perspective and being in a Bosnian community where there are friends who have accepting and open parents who want the best for their kids and understand that we live in a completely different place and have been essentially raised in a different culture focused on various things that might be similar or the same as Bosnian culture, but it, it can be very difficult. And I have seen a lot of friends suffer through that um, because they, they respect their parents and they don't want to cause any kind of rift. So in terms of nationalities, I think sometimes the expectations of our family is the trigger point. Um, and so that can make things very challenging as well. Yeah, those are some really good points. And I love everything that both of you guys brought up. I think everything is a 100% valid. And, you know, as I was listening to you guys talk, I'm just sitting here like nodding my head because these are things that I've heard before, you know, whether it's from other people in the community here where I am in Atlanta or just, you know, my family, friends, that kind of thing. And it's actually the perfect segue into the next question. So 
the next thing that I wanted to kind of go more um, in depth on. So we were talking a lot about family and just how family is like very big deal. It sounds like both, you know, in both cultures for you guys. So for me, that would always be like a big kind of concern when it came to dating. Um, I don't think that like my family is super traditional, like in like some other Bosnian families, hopefully that makes sense. Um, so, and I also think um, I'm like adding more points <laughs> before I get to the question, but this is all just popping into my head. I think that people who, you know, are Bosnian, but they come from um, a family where there has been like mixed marriages, especially like before or like in lieu of the war, that kind of thing. I think, you know, if those marriages did end up working out and, you know, if that's just kind of a part of how the family is, then I think those people are a little bit more open and understanding to those kinds of um, like perceptions and dealing with people from other nationalities, whether they be from the Balkans or not. So that just popped into my head. But how essentially did your families react when I guess you told them about the relationship and just how things were going? Because I'm looking back at the questions and then you guys met on January 3rd, 2015. And then it says that you were engaged by March 9th of 2015. So would you guys want to go into more detail on that? Um, yes. So... <laughs> That is a funny story, actually. So I came home from bobsledding. We were on tour for like, I think, five months. I came home and I told my parents, well, I went to my parents' house and I told them, um, please sit down. I have to tell you something. I told them that I met a girl, that I met, that I met a girl from the U.S. team. They said, okay, good. Um, whatever, it's, you met a girl, good. But then I told them... Um, She's the one. I know it. I know that sounds stupid. I know I just know her for a few months, but I know I'm going to marry her. I know she's the one and I will ask her to marry me. My mother started crying. Not just be not because I like because I marry someone from the United States or like a person who lives in the United States. She 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 cried because she said I make a huge mistake. My father was just shaking his head and was okay and was saying, "Okay, like you do whatever. You're old enough." Right. And so it's one story to get married to someone from a different continent with a different religion, but it's a complete other story to tell your parents that you're going to marry someone you just know for how long, three months. <laughs> so that was a complete different story. And then the other point was that the first time I, uh, after the season, when I went and visited Isla, I asked her father for permission to marry her. So that was, that was another story. I was, I, I don't think I've ever been more nervous <laughs> except yeah, I've never been as nervous at this moment. So, yeah, but then at the end, they met Isla and they love her, everyone. Like, every single, like, my friend said, like, okay, whatever, like, what are you doing? Like, you, I hope that's a joke, whatever. But then they met Isla and they said, okay, like, we love her. Everyone loved her. My parents love her. I think my mother loves her more than she loves me. <laughs> so, so it was, at the end, it worked out pretty, pretty good. Even at the wedding, so our parents... The first time our parents met was at our wedding. There was another story because we obviously you hope that your parents and your parents-in-law like each other and they also they also love each other and it feels like they know them they know like they know each other for way longer. So at the end it all worked out, but it was pretty funny at first. Yeah. So, um, 
after our bobsled season was done and we were heading home by the end of February, Stefan and I had kind of talked about what our plans were and what we wanted to do next and kind of how this would all unfold. And we decided, you know what, this really means a lot to us. So we're just going to give it a shot. We're going to start planning ahead. We already scheduled his trip for the beginning of May to come to the United States to visit me for, I think it was like two and a half weeks or something like that. Um, And then I had booked my flight for August of that year. So we already had kind of a game plan in place and we were back home to our respective countries and were Skyping one day and Stefan started talking and I was just like, what is going on? I think he's going to end the relationship. I don't know what's happening. He's like talking in circles about things. And he ended up saying that he wanted for me to be his wife. And I just was. I just <laughs> interrupt that. This is not a normal thing for Austrians. Like this is not normal at all. But I just, yeah. I just know it at this. I, I just know it. Yeah. And I was really shocked. I like didn't know what to think except that I knew that that's what I wanted as well. And so he and I had kind of come to terms between ourselves on March 9th that this is what we wanted and we just wanted it to be um, something that would also be celebrated by our families. So I did not really know how to tell my parents. And for a while, um, you know, I had told them that I met somebody that we were going to be visiting, that he would be here, that I'm really excited. And I think I really like love this person. And, you know, they, they were cautious about their approach to the whole thing. Um, My parents have known each other since they were in kindergarten. They sat next to each other in kindergarten class and have been together since. So um, they have endured a lot and I really respect their opinions They, I think when we first came to the United States, had some of the mindset of more traditional Bosnian parents, but over time, and thankfully I have an older sister that dealt with the brunt of the dating (laughs) process, Um, but I was also a little bit more, um, I guess, my own person. As much as I valued and respected their opinion, I kind of did what I wanted to do um, within limits. So I don't think they ever expected that we would necessarily end up with somebody who was Bosnian or pushed us into that. Um, My sister is married to an American who is a wonderful human being that I love just like my own brother. So I, I didn't really know how to approach the subject with them. And not only that, I knew that I wanted their approval and that Stefan would have to talk to them at some point. And so I didn't want them to be completely caught off guard. But um, as his trip got closer and closer and, you know, our relationship got deeper and um, we were just talking every single day. Ever since we separated in 2015, there was one Skype that we missed on one day in all of that time. Um, So we really made an effort to um, include each other in our lives as much as possible, despite being a world apart. So I told my mom um, and 
I knew that my mom would talk to my dad. So I didn't really breach the subject with my dad. My dad and I are extremely close. And I just think I would have had a harder time talking to him than my mom, who I talk to every single day. Mm-hmm. So um, I told her, you know, Stefan's coming and I want you guys to meet him. And it's really important to me. And I think this is really serious. And he and I have talked about getting married. And she was just like, I'm sorry, what? And I was like, yeah, you know, so that might be something he brings up. So (laughs) just let that fester in your mind for a little bit. And, you know, they were actually really surprisingly accepting of it. Um, Neither of them threw a fit like I had anticipated. Both of them kind of knew that my personality would, would kind of give way to something like this happening that I wasn't necessarily the most predictable person or a person that kind of stuck with traditions very much. So I, I was very shocked when they were pretty accepting of it. My sister, on the other hand, thought I was a crazy person. She was just like, what are you talking about? What are you doing? Um, her and her now husband had dated for eight or nine years before they got married. She wanted to finish medical school and things like that. So they had definitely taken their time and I was on the complete opposite end. So I think she was the one who reached the subject with the most skepticism. Um, But overall, it was surprisingly much smoother than I had ever anticipated. Yeah, I mean, definitely. And I think honestly, in your situation, it's not even like coming down to it. I mean, yeah, the culture and the nationality, you know, of course, played a part in it as it naturally would. But I think just because it was in that like short time period, I almost think and you guys can feel free to correct me if I'm wrong. But I feel like that was more of like, kind of a shock than the fact that you know, like you guys were obviously living in different places and that kind of thing. But um, yeah, and I think it comes down to the relationship that you have with your family. And I think from what you guys have told me, it sounds like you're both pretty close with your families and you're both pretty kind of tight knit in that sense. So the fact that even though you are doing this thing, that sounds completely like ridiculous, even though like in your heart, you know, like this is meant to be, you know, this is that person, like there is no one else kind of thing. I think it's awesome that um, you guys kind of trusted yourselves and like believing that and not thinking like, okay, yeah, this is a bit crazy, but this is just kind of how it was supposed to happen for me. And I love Isla how you mentioned that you aren't like I'm reading what you wrote in here too how you're saying that you'd never really done anything normal or conventional so it was no surprise about you announcing um, your engagement and that kind of thing so it all comes down to your personality and you know who you are as a person who your family knows you as and I think that played the biggest factor in your guys's like relationship that kind of thing so those are the majority of the questions the last thing that I really want to ask you guys is what kind of dating advice would you give to diaspora so what would you want people to know or maybe in the sense not even just like Balkan diaspora let's just say people that are you know from two different cultures like what would you want them to know especially if let's say their family is super traditional versus someone who's not super traditional. Like what would you want those people to know? 
I would say it depends on the person, but if you really, I know for, I know for myself, it doesn't matter. I love my parents and I respect their opinion too. I, I love Isla's parents right now. They're like my own parents right now, but it doesn't matter what anyone would have said. I would have married Isla regardless. Like I would have found a, I would have found a way to, to marry her. I knew she was the person. I'm not like, I was never an emotional person. I never like Austrian families don't really sit down and talk about emotions and cry or whatever. Not really emotional, but I told them, like I, I told them, I love this person. I never talked about someone like I talked about Isla, and so they knew, okay, that was different. But still, there were there were gonna be people, most likely parents, that say, okay, this is not a good idea. You shouldn't do that. But at the end, it's your own decision. If you really love someone and if you really want to be with this person, it's. It's it's your own decision, and if it's worth it, like in my case, it was definitely worth it. I would have moved to Australia if necessary. <laughs> then it's then it is then it works. It will work. At first, there will be little cultural differences. That's like I mean, that's everywhere. There were little issues, but at the end, if you talk about it, at the end, it's definitely worth it. And if you fight for it, it's gonna work. Um, and I will add on to that. And I want to preface by saying tomorrow is our two year wedding anniversary. So it does work. Things work out. Um, you just kind of have to trudge through some of the red tape and, you know, if there's immigration involved and things like that, um, it will all be okay. Um, the piece of advice that I would really give, and I agree with what Stefan said, um, I think it's really important to exercise patience and also communication is just a must in these situations, whether it's communication with your parents, your families, your extended family, as well as your significant other, there are just going to be things that need to be ironed out and that need to be discussed um, I know Stefan mentioned cultural differences and he and I used to laugh and joke and be like, oh, and here's another hashtag cultural difference for <laughs> just like different things that, you know, we viewed very, very distinctly and that we needed to talk about because whether I was in Austria or whether he was here, we just had a basic understanding of how certain things function in the way that we were brought up to view those things. And so having a different perspective doesn't make it wrong or doesn't make it, um, you know, problematic or combative. It's just something that needs to be discussed. And there's one example that, you know, we have talked about in the past are just like, in the US, we tend to be much more like social media based and we share and not everybody, obviously, some people are more private than others, but we tend to share everything. We tend to tag our friends and, you know, be very expressive about things. And um, Stefan was not quite like that. And so it took a little bit of like bridging the gap and finding a common ground of what we thought was okay and how we would maneuver through different issues. And, you know, social media wasn't such a problem back in the day um, when it wasn't as big. But I do think that there are things that make it really challenging for couples. There is a layer of privacy that's kind of invaded upon 
with all of the technology that's at our fingertips. So I do think that's just one example of things that just need to be talked about. And even with your family, um, if you are somebody that comes from a traditional kind of Bosnian family that has for you, at the end of the day, you are your own person and you are the one that has to be happy with the decisions that you make in your life. And as much as you want to show respect and value and appreciation to your parents, especially, I know I grew up with the sense that my parents gave everything and they sacrificed everything to come to the United States to give my sister and I a better life. And I have grown up with this feeling that I need to make them proud and I need to make them happy um, because you know, my mom was a physician in Bosnia. She had her own practice for 17 years. Um, and they gave up all of that to come here. So I do think that there are gaps that need to be bridged because our parents didn't grow up in the society that we grew up in. They didn't grow up with the tools and technology and all of these wonderful things that we use every day. And so I do think it's really important to communicate with them as well. And even if you're not somebody who communicates often, you know, I talk to my parents about everything. So talking to them about this was challenging in its own ways. But if you're not somebody who does that, the impact of you taking the time to do that will show them how important it truly is to you. So I do think that just being open and honest and communicative as well as patient because whether it's your significant other or whether it's your family or your friends, people just need time to adjust to new things. Um, we certainly had that. We thought, you know, all of our friends thought we were crazy getting engaged two months after we met. But now I don't think anybody could separate us. Like there, it, we're kind of a package deal to pretty much everybody and they can see the positives that we bring to each, each other's lives. So people do come around. They do start to understand. And you just have to give them time to do that. Yeah. And when, when, it, came, when it first came, we were talking about it. And I, saw, I told Isla, yes, I want to ask your father for permission because that's just something you do. And I, did, I, I, know, I did, just didn't know what to expect. Like he could, have, he could have said, well, please leave my house, whatever. But the first time I saw them, they were so welcoming. I don't know if that's, that's probably the Bosnian roots, but because Bosnian and Austrian, their, cult, their cultures are more similar than probably Austrian and American cultures. But they were just so opening and so nice. The first time I met them, same with her sister, I stayed in her house the first time I visited. And my brother, my now brother-in-law, they were all just so opening and so nice to me. They said, okay, that made everything really way, way easier for me because everyone was just really nice and i couldn't yeah i couldn't imagine better parents-in-law or better sister-in-law or brother-in-law yeah i love that and i love all of like literally everything that you guys talked about is so on point and i love those little tidbits of advice i think that's something that you know all these diaspora can take and put into consideration when it comes to their dating, love lives, that kind of thing. And, you know, just to kind of recap everything that you guys said, I feel like it doesn't really, of course, nationality, culture, it is going to have maybe 
least this is obviously like my opinion, everyone's is different. Um, it might have that influence on the relationship, but it might also not. And it could actually bring you closer together than you thought was possible. And I think in your situation, it didn't really matter. Like there were so many roadblocks and like circumstances and things that, you know, were different, but at the same time, you guys just knew that you wanted to be together. And I think that's so important and how you guys were saying, you know, you are in charge of your own life and you are going to find a way to make it happen if that's what you want. And I think love will always kind of find its own way. I mean, you know, my parents, for example, so they basically like got married so they could leave war torn um, Bosnia, Croatia, all of that. Um, my dad was in the army and he wrote letters back and forth to my mom. They'd only been dating for think it was like less than a year it was very like kind of rushed um my mom actually still has the letters and Aww, that's nice yeah it's it's really sweet it's a super sweet story and that's actually how they were able to communicate back and forth with each other and eventually my dad got an opportunity to leave so one of the ways that would make it easier I guess you know on them to have that reason to leave obviously was to get married that kind of thing so my parents like didn't even have a wedding traditional thing like nothing really kind of happened but that is just what they wanted and I know it was hard for both of them I mean just to leave like their families behind like especially my mom she had to leave her entire family just to go and you know be with this person but at the time you know that's what they wanted and that's just the way that it turned out and that's how it brought them here so I think your story is amazing, and I think that everyone listening to this podcast is definitely going to get something from it. So is there anything else that you guys would like to add, or did we pretty much kind of talk about everything? I think think we talked about everything. I don't know if you want to add something. Yeah, I mean, I think it was a great conversation, and I want to thank you for taking the time to have us on here. And to all of the people listening, just trust your gut and um, believe in yourself. Exactly. <laughs> yes, definitely. Anything in life, that's, that's great advice. And I yeah. think for like dating and that kind of sense. So um, yeah, thank you guys so much for being, you know, an open book essentially and just being willing to talk about these things because I think they're conversations that we might have you know with our friends and our family but it's not really something that has been brought kind of on display like this however you know my hope is that people listening to this it's going to kind of challenge their way of thinking and make them think about things a little bit differently and from a different perspective thank you for listening to the very first episode of dating diaspora here on balkan bread If you or someone you know would like to be featured on an upcoming episode, please send an email to balkanbread at gmail.com with the subject line dating diaspora. Thank you guys again for listening and stay tuned for our episode next week. Bye guys.